Hello, and welcome to the Accidental Yogini, a podcast discussing all things yoga from someone who sort of fell into the life of this transformative practice. From lively discussions about the physical practices to bringing the philosophies into the context of your current life, join me, Dr. Tracy Allshafer, in a journey of self-discovery and enlightenment through ancient practices, holistic medicine, and all things energy. So welcome to the Accidental Yogini podcast. Today I am talking to a very special friend, Karuna. And I am so sorry, Karuna, it took us, I screwed up, uh, I, I, beyond popular belief, I'm not good with technology. People <laughs> think I am. And we sat down like two months ago to do this and I couldn't get, I couldn't get it to work. So thank you for waiting and being patient. Of course. Um, so how long have we known each other? No, I, I came to one of your classes when you were back at the um, the carpet, above the carpet, yeah. under the carpet store, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and loved it uh, back then, but that was a while ago. Like a lot, I was there for 10 years, I was at the other place for five, would you say it was maybe more like six, seven years ago or, earl- or earlier? Probably six or seven, yeah. Yeah, sometime around then, yep. I think. Yeah, because then I think you came to a workshop I had, and that's when yes. I really started to get to know you yes. a little bit Yes, it better. was a workshop on um, um, older bodies and and dealing with, uh, like, being careful in your yoga class. Yeah. And I was like, this is what I need. Yeah, the how to avoid yeah. injuries yes. in yoga class. You know, I don't know if it's that people don't like the title of that, mm. but then when they take it, they're like, wow, this is amazing information, yes. but yes. I don't get a lot of people... I think people. I think people are are just not able to understand their own limitations. Sometimes yeah. they think that they're invincible. <laughs> well, until yeah, they get to all. a certain age, and then we go, oh, and but but then people just stop. Yes, yeah, I have some friends who stopped, and and some you know yoga oh, students really? who stopped. Yeah, because they got an injury, yeah. and they just gave yeah. Oh, up. I can't do it anymore. Were they like, what? Were they doing like Ashtanga or Vinyasa? Oh, uh, well, they were doing my class. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the gym for years. I was at uh, Forestal Village Fitness slash Kandu, and I taught a Shivananda-style yoga class, integral right. slash Shivananda, and I loved it. It was my, you know, my go-to thing, and, and um, I added different, filtered in different things here and there, a little Kundalini, mm. um, but um, I never, and I knew, you know, people were having injuries, but I didn't know how to change it, fix it. Uh, add to it to help you know I would say please be careful you know do what you can do all the time right um but then you know a friend of mine uh she's got knee injury and uh she just stopped coming and I'm like you're not coming anymore she's like no you know I'm doing this other thing she was doing Pilates or something instead yeah and uh yeah and Zumba (laughs) so she stopped coming to my to my (laughs) class but it's it's you know, she had a wrist injury, so she would buy all the things, right? You know, the little pads and put it underneath her hands and underneath her knees. But um, but after your class and after de- definitely taking the 500-hour 
yoga teacher training, advanced training, I was like, oh, now I know how to use the energy correctly and how to mm. how to safely use the body. Yeah. So well, different. Thank you. Yeah. Um, let's back up just a slight bit. <laughs> I want to actually tell people about yourself. Where did you come to find yoga? How did that begin for you? What was your journey through yoga? Uh, I started yoga when I was 18, and I was riding my bicycle to Freeld Yoga Center. Actually, my mom and I went to a workshop at... Um, Brookdale and there were all these different yoga classes there. The uh, college? It was at the college, okay. yep. And there was like a festival or something and we went and we sat and I saw Freeld Yoga Center and I saw um, Mahan Rishi's uh, Kundalini group uh-huh. and they all just kind of came on stage, talked a little bit about theirs, demonstrated some stuff. I don't remember it very well, I just remember going, well I'm going to start some yoga. Okay. And then I, every Saturday morning I would go to Freeld Yoga Center, do my yoga and I was in high school. Wow. And I would think it was that I drew you. Loved, uh, well, I've always been a dancer. I was a dancer when I was younger. Not really, just more like musical theater. I wanted to be a musical theater. Okay. And uh, so I took dance since, you know, I was little. And I love moving. And yoga to me was, I was able to move, but I didn't have to be accurate in dance. Uh, I didn't have to, because I was horrible at remembering the the routine. And, um, And I wasn't the one who was you know, lifting my legs up to, you know, the ceiling every time I glided across the room. So I wasn't, I wasn't the greatest dancer, but yoga, I felt, mm. I got it. And yeah. like my body loved it. I love stretching. And, uh, and I also just love the community. Yeah. We used to sit afterwards and talk and, and uh, we would share food um, just after the yoga class. So I was like, this is, this mm. is it. This was my spirituality. My, yeah. I wasn't connected to my uh, roots, um, I grew up uh, Jewish, and we did go to temple every once in a while for the high holy days, but um, I found my place in the yoga center. Mm. So how old were you when you did their teacher training? Much, much, much later. Okay. Um, I went off to college. I took yoga in college, just, you know, regular college classes. Um, but uh, when I came back, and it was after grad school, after I got my full-time job finally, and that's years and years and years. Wow. So... so- Obviously, when you were in college, you weren't in the area to take classes, right. but when you were home, you would consistently go there. Yeah, and yeah I, I don't know if it was consistent. <laughs> I don't think I've been consistent in much in okay. my life. <laughs> okay. um, not until, you know, my yoga practice, but, but uh, definitely um, I would pop in whenever I could. And then I, um, I joined, uh, and we actually created the Yoga Life Society, one of my teachers in that training was Reverend Jagannath Carrera, and he um, he started a group. It was like a little offshoot from Integral Yoga. So his teacher was Swami mm-hmm. Satchidananda, mm-hmm. and he was an Integral Yoga teacher. He was a um, Integral Yoga like uh, administrator for years at uh, Yogaville. But he, when he moved back to New Jersey, and he met us, he was like, "Do you want to keep learning?" And we were like, "Yeah." <laughs> so yeah. Five of us started it, and we just kept meeting with him and learning the yoga sutras, using using the um, the yoga philosophy and diving into that more. Now, you still are connected with the Yoga Life Society and Reverend Jagannath, right? He does yes. regular. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk about yeah, that? Yeah, he. Um, 
during during the pandemic, it's more online at the moment, but it's Friday nights, there's satsangs, and that's just a group of gather gathering of like-minded people who listen to a master. Mm. So the master speaks something usually about the sutras or anything that's going on in the world and how it can kind of relate back to yoga. Mm-hmm. And then after when it was when we were hanging out, we could have food and tea and and continue socializing. So it was mm. fun. Well, that was once a month, but now it's once a week during yeah. the hard times. Okay. All right. So every Friday night at 7. Okay. Yeah. And how would people join that if they were interested? Uh, yogalifesociety.org. Okay. They would, they would go on it and find it. Um, it's on Facebook, too, Yoga Life Society. Okay. Instagram. <laughs> All the things. <laughs> we're Twitter. out there. We're out there in social media. So if you're interested in checking out um, a yoga mat, a true yoga master or yoga guru um, that's still practicing in our area, which is yes. something very unique... I think. I mean, we do have Mahan Rishi, as you mentioned. Yep. Um, they live in the area. Their their um, business, their studio is in Yardley, but that's still our area. Um, but we don't have a lot of no. master yoga teachers. I mean, in marketing, I call myself that, but he is way above where I am. Well, what what I liked when I first met him was that he's just there's this energy around him that you can just relax you can listen to him like read the dictionary and you're like ah you know there's just something about it that just makes so much sense when he talks can you um, give us an example of something that obviously paraphrasing but something powerful he may have said to you or he put into like an everyday kind of way (laughs) just as an example of something um so interesting because i i've I was his uh, assistant for a year, so I should know all this stuff like, on the <laughs> top of my head. Um, what does he say? Because um, I know they have well, just very simple ways. Yes, he, he talks a lot about, um, he thinks himself, there are two ways to, to think of um, your relationship with God. Um, that um, God is everything and you're connected to everything. Or... Um, and then you are, you know, connected to everything or nothing. And um, so he says, I'm nothing. And I just, and, and when he says that, you're like, what? What do you mean you're nothing? Mm-hmm. And um, he has this zero, as he calls it like, um, ze- you know, just be a zero. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that it takes the pressure off. Uh, you don't have to be anything or do anything to be loved, to be, you know, in the world. And... Uh, it's a very interesting conversation because your mind goes, what do you mean? No, I'm everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can choose that too, but he says, I chose nothing. Be yeah. nothing. Nothing? Does he say nothing or no thing? No thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's because that's too. something I say a lot yeah. to, uh, in uh, when I'm teaching. Yes. I love that. And I think that today, um, not just today, but you know, in our lifetime anyway, a lot of people grew up in temple, in church, yeah, the regular stuff, um, and it's just what you did. It was part of like Sunday or Holy Day or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe our generation was the first ones to really step out and go, yeah, this, something else feels different, more real to me. Or um, and so I like the, I like the idea of that no thing because I, there's a lot of people that step so far away 
that they don't even have a connection right. to any kind of spirituality or God. Right. So maybe that is an integration or a way that some folks could start to well feel something. I was just talking about this. Um, we um, were talking about um, you know yoga and and the practice of it and why maybe go into teacher training. And I and I was saying that my teachers, uh, Omkar, um, said uh, you're going to go through a transformation during this practice. Mm-hmm. And you know we were all like, oh sure sure. <laughs> um, but we didn't understand that, like, and literally every single one of us did. We had this yeah. life-altering stuff happen during the teacher training, and my uh, my relationship broke up. Uh, I was living with someone. He just moved out. Didn't tell me, mm-hmm. um, and that was so traumatic to me. And my grandmother passed away, and my and my cat passed away. And I said, if I did not have my yoga practice, I don't know what I would have done. I yeah. I got to the mat. I would cry on the mat. I would yell in the mat. And I was just like, oh, thank goodness I have this space yeah. to get it out of my body, to move it out. And um, it saved me, mm. you know? And I feel like all the people that were in my yoga training at that moment, we all had similar stories. Yeah. I can remember back to my first yeah. training, same thing. There was maybe five of us. Somebody dropped out fairly early because she was getting divorced and she decided she couldn't handle all the pressures of training with what was happening in her life. I really feel like if she had hung in there, it would have been better. I I had just ended a serious relationship uh, and was really, really devastated. So same thing. I can relate to what you just said. And I think the other women in the training were similar. There was one person in the training that she always seemed to have like her shit together mm-hmm. and it drove me nuts for years I would watch her and go she can't be that perfect everything cannot <laughs> you'd see her she was always smiling successful business everything was good and then I guess like a couple years ago I saw her she went back and she did some other sort of training I don't want to give away too much but she did some sort of training and she was starting to reveal things and so I was like oh, okay good she's real <laughs> <laughs> Because everybody else in that training was just dealing with a lot of stuff, right? right? But but I love the fact that, you know, uh, not, I don't love it, but I, I notice that when people don't have something mm-hmm. to hold on to, some practice, some mm-hmm. ritual, something that they can do on a daily basis or in times of stress, that they really are floundering, right? Absolutely. They, that's when the body starts to break down, the mind starts to break down. Mm-hmm. I feel like... You know, if it's not yoga, I hope you find something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know for me, I think you probably agree, but I think yoga is so complete because, like you just said, the body starts to break down. So let's say you're going to therapy or or church and you're, you're praying a lot. Those are great things. Right. But that mind-body connection is not there. Right. So what are you doing for your physical temple yeah. I mean they're doing so many more studies about how connected it is and how mm-hmm. we have to get trauma out of the body through right. movement right right and that's so important um, but a lot of people aren't doing that yeah and this has been a wonky year we have to go back <laughs> through that again but it's interesting some people really dove into their practice and they say oh my gosh thank God and yeah. thank God you were online and this saved yeah. me and then other people were like I just can't manage it it's too much and I'm going no, 
this is when you need it. I know. Well, that's, that's the practice, right? The practice yeah. of getting on the mat and doing it every day or meditation or whatever it is, that, the, that doing it even in times of stress is what's going to get you through your stress. Yeah. Like you do it every day, no matter what, so that you can get through the other hard times. What's that quote? It's like, meditate every day for five minutes unless you don't have the time, then meditate for an hour. Yeah, Or something like yes, that. Yes, that's great. <laughs> oh my God, I never heard that one. <laughs> I see that a lot on like a meme or yeah. an Insta post yeah. or something like that. But yeah. One of my early teachers, sweet, lovely human being, she um, was teaching uh, Qigong and I loved the energy and the movement and, and uh, really liked her. And then she had a trauma in her life. Um, something happened in, uh, to her family and she stopped. Oh. She stopped her own practice. Mm. And she said to me many years later, that was the dumbest thing that I could ever have done. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're, you're a teacher, you should know better. <laughs> yeah. But she said, you know, I felt like I had to help other people and she got out of her own practice. You know, when you're holding space for so many people, because I can, I can relate to that too. When you're holding space for so many people, that becomes so much of what you do that you often can lose sight of your own practice and your own self. And it's, so even as a teacher, and you know, you've probably heard me say this, when I get people through a teacher training and I say, don't lose your own practice, it's the most important thing. Yes, you're a yoga teacher. I don't care if you're teaching 16 classes a week that's not your practice right make sure you have your practice um and i'm guilty of falling prey to like the thing that i'm telling other people not to do and uh so i I, it's i know it's it's a thing it's a thing and as a a, i'm also a public school teacher junior high so i i've been teaching uh, talking to a lot of teachers and God bless you. I know. I know. <laughs> in this past year, and I said to them, you know, we have to give to ourselves first. That's mm-hmm. one of the biggest yoga lessons I've learned, mm-hmm. you know. I always say, what my teacher, um, Radha, would say, she's a, a nurse as well, you know, the heart gives to itself yes. first. Yes. So it's a good image. Yeah. I want to go back for a minute to the master teacher guru thing. Yeah. Um, and I really would love for you to talk a little bit about what that means to you because we also have a lot of movement away from the right. guru teacher type thing. It's not thing. popular in America, for sure. It's not, and I hear a lot of um, spiritualists, energy workers say specifically the age of the guru is over. Mm. So, um, I think that it's being promoted as a thing to like find your highest self, but you don't need a teacher, you know, but I want you to talk about what it means to have a guru. So it's, it's interesting because, um, he is such a lovely man and I, um, when I needed him, it was like very important that I just show up, just show up to the meetings, just show up to the, you know, the group, whatever we're doing. And uh, it was very important. And um, everything has moved up to North Jersey, so I do find myself doing mm. less. So it's interesting that you're asking me this because I am struggling <laughs> with that now. I'm like, uh, um, do I do more? Do I you know, hang in with the group? Yeah. Um, but definitely having, when I needed uh, a guru, it was nice to have a human being, right? You could have a guru mm-hmm. that's passed on right, and read all the text. It's kind of, um, it's important to have a guru if you want one, 
to study because the books don't give you everything, right? Mm -hmm. So, and if you read it, the whole idea is to experience it, right? And if there's someone there who's looking at you going, yeah, you've experienced that, Mm -hmm. but what you really need is this. And they'll almost like, (laughs) they can see, for example, um, if someone is very shy, they will put you in positions of like, you have to, you have to lead this class. You have to lead this. You have to do that. And you're like, but I'm not good at that. And you, (laughs) then you want to rebel. And most human beings don't want to do something that's uncomfortable for them. And I think that's the deeper part of the yoga practice, Mm -hmm. right? To do the things, to do the asana that you don't like doing because you probably need it. Right. So to do the things in life, to practice more, to meditate more, you might need someone to be there to kind of hold you accountable. So what's the difference between a yoga teacher mm-hmm. and a master teacher guru? Um, Reverend Jagannath would say that he is, he can feel us. He, you know, that there's an energy and that he's only there because we're keeping him alive. He's, mm. he's, he's older now, he's got a lot of health issues. And um, he knows that he needs to be there for us, and we feel very responsible for him, so we feel like we have to, you know, put him on our altar, send him some good energy. Um, so there is, a, there is a deeper connection than, um, than a teacher, because the right. teacher might, like, say goodbye and see you next class period and not really think about you, but the guru thinks about you all the time. Mm. That's interesting. A lot of pressure for the poor guru. <laughs> a lot of people that he's thinking about. But, um, but yeah. it, uh, yeah, he's now responsible for your spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's something that um, I think, I mean, I've hinted at that with people in their teacher training because, because yoga is a spiritual practice and you're holding that space for people that that container for people to dive into whatever their you know understanding is of um of that universal energy and um it's a responsibility uh that you don't take lightly right because people regardless of what level teacher you are are going to look at you as somebody who is their spiritual mentor right and, um, you know, so there's, there is a lot of responsibility, I think, that comes with being even just a 200-hour, I, I don't mean to downplay 200-hour no, yoga teacher, yeah. but that's the first level. So if you get a 200-hour teacher training and you're out and you're teaching a couple classes, but it's not a full-time gig, there's no, it's not any less responsibility than somebody that's, this is their life or their lifestyle. Right. Right. You know, it, it's such a deep, I think, calling. Uh, and I think that's sort of why, personally, I've been getting a little disenchanted with uh, a lot of the teacher trainings out there. Um, every yeah. every place that had a studio started popping up yep. trainings, and it was just, you know, let's teach this, the poses, and um, they would sprinkle in you know, a little bit of the philosophy, but right. it was mostly about the physicality. There was no spirituality, um, and and there was no depth right. to the programs. That's why I think having the Yoga Life Society in my life, even if it's just a little bit, kind of does remind me that there's more to yoga than, because the Yoga Life Society doesn't spend much time. I mean, there are classes online, mm-hmm. um, 
uh, Hatha. But, uh, but there's a lot more that's going on, and I think yeah. they kind of lean in that direction that I don't think a lot of, you know, yeah. places do. So, yeah, so if, if, there's, if there's any inkling to learn a little bit more about the spiritual side, then you have to, and you know, and the books aren't doing it for you. You have to find someone who, who knows this stuff and mm-hmm. can pass it on. And uh, he studied directly under Swami yeah. Sachinananda. So, like, here at One Yoga Center, when I do teacher training, yeah. Swami Sachinananda's books are what we're reading. Yoga Sutras, right. um, The Living Gita. But here you have a master teacher. It's that, great to hear the stories, too. Yeah. You're like, he said what? Or he did what? You know? <laughs> yeah, great, great stories. He's a good storyteller. And you know what? Yogaville came up yesterday, and it just came up today. So now I'm thinking, oh, oh maybe it's time to get down to Yogaville again. I have never felt so much energy in my life. And I, it feels woo-woo or whatever to talk about. But when you go there, where he, where Swami Satchananda is buried, there is mm-hmm. this vibration that you... I, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Like you walk down because he's buried standing. Mm-hmm. They bury them standing in India and uh, he's buried there and you go in and you're like I don't it's amazing it's Mm -hmm. totally amazing I was just having a conversation with uh, the seminary school that I went to the new seminary um, was co-founded by Swami Satchitananda so and that was my drawing point to going there Um, so it literally sounds like a joke it was like a Swami um, a priest (laughs) And a rabbi, <laughs> yep. right? Because literally those three men got together and in the, like, the late 60s and right. because of the cultural context and things were happening, they said, hey, we need something where we come together awesome. and um, teach people this interfaith kind of thing because yep. there's these common threads. And so what I loved when I went there was you saw uh, in the Lotus Shrine yes. all of the different faiths of the world yeah and a little quote from whatever book whether it was the quran Amazing, the right? bible whatever it was always about light yes. i am the light or whatever the thing about light was and then there was that one spot that had just a circle do you remember because it had all their symbols okay. all the world symbols so the yeah. cross uh the ohm symbol blah 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 yeah and then you got around and there was one spot and it was just a circle an empty circle and it was like I can't remember the exact words, but for for the paths that have not been found yet, been found right? or yeah. or just an open path, you know, all of that. It, it, it's it's their yantra, the integral yoga yantra mm-hmm. is every single one of those symbols, including right. the open symbol, and it's beautiful. What a great like everything is connected. Mm-hmm. Um, all is one, yeah. right? All yeah. paths. That's what Swami Sachinanda would say. Like all paths, yep. you know, are yeah. one. But yeah, we were just talking about Yogaville uh, for the new seminary. Now that space that you were talking about is, I I had the best meditation there of my life. I just sat there. At the Lotus Shrine. At the Lotus Shrine. There's this light that he built in the middle. And it's this big, long light, right? And he wanted the image, the feeling of going up. Mm -hmm. So the the poor architect had to figure out how to put water in and around this light. And it would bubble and go up. Mm. So you're sitting there in front of this huge, long, white light, and everything's moving upwards, and I closed my eyes, and mm-hmm. I was out for like an hour, yeah. and my friends were like, are you, are you coming out? I'm like, I'm good. I, <laughs> I just sat there. I didn't want to leave that room. I, I wanted to stay there. 
Yeah. Uh, it was very peaceful. It was very inclusive, very welcoming. Yep. The energy was amazing. The only downside to me to Yogaville was we did a weekend uh-huh. and we left on a Friday and came home on a Sunday and it's just too far. It's 12 hours. To do that. It's a 12 hour drive, right? It's too far because it's so out. Yeah. At one point, we're following directions <laughs> and I go, I don't know where we are and I don't know which way to go oh, no. and there's no signs and it just says like continue down and we're like but which way oh no and we had to actually just go off of faith and we found it but wow but it, anyway it was just it's so it's so remote yes which is the part of the beauty yes. of it however getting there is yeah. not easy you have a even there, if you fly somewhere right. close you have a several hour drive yes they will somehow pick you up there's a way oh do they you, do that yeah they will that's good to know They're, you know good like that i think you have to get close enough and then they'll pick you up somehow well i think i think i definitely need to get back down there whether it's yeah. conducting a retreat or doing my own little thing yeah. so um but we do have these beautiful little places in our you know so you're mentioning that might be 12 hours away. We have, I just saw Karpalu Center is going to be reopening. Me too. Did you see that yes, too? August 19th. Oh my gosh. I just know somebody that was just at Omega. Oh, so it nice. kind of is feeling like, oh my gosh, these, these spiritual yes. yogi places, they're starting to reopen. Yes. They're starting to integrate. go and rejuvenize ourselves. Ananda Ashram I like a lot in upstate New York. Oh, I've never been there. Oh, it's nice. It's kind of more free. I mean, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Go to classes. Don't go to class. That's oh. Nice. <laughs> if you like that. Uh, yeah. Shivananda's not like that. No. They're ringing the bell going, yeah. wake up. <laughs> <laughs> it's 530. I know. Get up. Yeah, integral, integral yoga's like that, too. Yeah. 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 In Yogaville, there was a beautiful woman, older woman. I think she's just passed away. But she would play the violin to wake you up. She'd walk around and play the violin. Oh, see, we didn't stay right on. We I rented a home okay. down the street, so it was a couple miles okay. away. But what was gorgeous about that home was you looked out the back, and there was a gully, and you saw the lotus shrine oh, down in there. That's nice. And the view is phenomenal. It is. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So, aww. Now I want to go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's get back to your journey. Um, so you did the teacher training with uh, Shivananda. You were teaching that for several years. Yep. You were kind of pulling in a little bit here and there. And tell me where you are right now. Like, what's going on? What, what about how I'm teaching? About- yeah, you're, you know, where are you as a yoga teacher or in your own yoga journey right now? Um, hmm, good question. I am so enjoying teaching yoga. It's my favorite thing. I know that that I teach junior high theater and film, but I'm really teaching yoga, which is what I love. Oh, yeah. You know, because I had to make a choice in my brain a, a while ago. I was unhappy um, teaching, and I realized, oh, I'm not the artist that I wanted to be. Mm. And I got very upset. I gave up playwriting because it wasn't going anywhere, and, and um, I was a little angry. But then I realized that I really love teaching, like, what's the easiest thing for myself? I never wanted to do the easy thing. I always did the hardest thing. (laughs) But I realized what flows, and I don't have to think about too much, is my yoga. I can just, because when I was taught, I was taught, you're just sharing what you know. 
and when I when I think right before class starts, I always think about my teachers and my teachers' teachers, and they're coming yeah. down through me, and I give a little thanks and say, please be with me, and then I teach my class. Mm-hmm. So it's not me. Yes. And it's so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I when people say where do you get like how do you know I don't know I'm channeling I'm channeling it's the same thing you just ask for that to work through you yeah because sometimes I'm like oh this person has that problem or I see that person really stressed out and I go I don't know how to help them like and then I get in that zone and I can somehow say the right thing that they afterwards go that is exactly what I needed to hear awesome right I don't know yeah (laughs) I know and and why not that's what the lineage is all about right. connecting with those teachers right. and which is so, why it's so important right to have the, yeah. the understanding of the lineage and the uh, and how we got yoga and mm-hmm. all that stuff yeah and I I mean not to be like a Debbie Downer but I feel like a lot of people don't get that today I know. and I'm sort of disenchanted with uh, where yoga is at the moment with people thinking it's you know just about a butt a nice butt or a workout that's just one part of it i think reverend jagannath always says well if they need to get in that door that way and they learn yoga because they want a nice butt then they'll come in they'll see the you know do the hatha they'll practice and then maybe yeah through the teachers they'll hear a little bit about the sutras or they'll hear a little bit about Mm -hmm. this and that and then they'll get they'll go deeper I guess I'm looking at it from a perspective of school yeah. and the people that I talk to. They're more interested in doing a quick training. Ugh. Not the group I'm working with right now. Something right. Sh- did shift. Right. Um, and there's a really good group of people that are coming in that want to learn right. all of it. Um, but I'm going to say the last several years, prior to that, there was most of the calls or inquiries I got, people wanted, well, can I do it quicker than six months? Um, you know, do you have something like online pre-recorded uh-huh. so they can do it at their own pace? Um, and you know, like just no commitment. Imagine. I can't imagine. Um, I the last time I was with one of my teachers, and I don't want to say who it was, but I was at a um, like a convention type thing. Took a class, you know, a couple hundred people in the room, and here this is one of my teachers that I that I love and uh, respect. And at the end of the class, after, you know, the, the final, you know, thank you, namaste, whatever the conclusion was, everybody just started mat, like talking. And, um, and this person was trying to still say something. Mm. And um, they were talking over this person mm. and no one was listening. And I was witnessing uh, a whole thing happening where there was no respect mm. for who I would consider a master teacher. Uh, and doesn't that break your heart? I it's was like, horrible. wow, nobody cares right. about this teacher. They just came in here for the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, and prior to that, any time I had taken class with this person, you know, everybody was in line to go talk and take a picture and and say thank you very much and this last time it was like people could care less they just wanted where are we going now or let's go get our picture taken at the the thing or let's go you know shopping well remember the whole world is changing to this really quick right tiktok youtube everything's so the mind has to go deeper and sit longer 
And if people aren't practicing that, they don't have the attention span. They're, they're off yeah, in their mind. They're they off. Are. They're gone. So what I noticed happening out of the last year is this kind of split mm. of, um, this goes deep, but <laughs> split of reality systems. So there are some people that are still living that superficial Mm. kind of duality based reality and there are people that have really shifted into oneness Mm. and I just keep I keep seeing this more clear divide Mm. where people are either they're either checked out and don't get it right right and still living that kind of materialistic right confused lifestyle and then I'm seeing some I'm seeing more and more people kind of getting Mm. what life is about Mm. and why we're all in this together and you know so I think it depends on where you want to focus and um so I have to keep moving myself don't focus on the other I do believe there's more and more I mean when I check out Netflix and I see all the uh you know documentaries on swamis and how you know yoga Mm -hmm. came to America I mean there's so many things now so So many there's a lot out there if you want to learn a little bit more at least I feel like you know, that part of the world, yeah. you know, that part of our society is opening up right. to that. Right. Well, let's hope. I know. <laughs> and let's hope. My thing was there's a lot of studios that closed this past year. And I'm like, well, you know, I never like to see a business go right. under a small business. But um, hopefully, maybe what happened was the ones that really weren't teaching yeah. pure yoga, yeah, that energy cleared so that the ones that are here can continue to teach what yoga is about and it is so sad that freehold yoga closed i know that was before the pandemic right before yeah 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 but are they uh uh, the teachers from there are they teaching anywhere in the area um to be honest i don't know where anyone is teaching i don't everyone just kind of went to different places a couple of people went to the yoga life society but i know other people who you know yeah i think they might be just Practicing in other yoga studios. So your first uh, training was in Shivananda, which was freehold yoga. Is there, there's no Shivananda yoga in the area or is there? Not that I know of. Yeah. So unless there's a teacher teaching it privately, we don't really know that that's happening. Right. I know. I mean, I know a lot of teachers who took teacher training there and then maybe have made it their own. So they don't, they don't say this is a Shivananda class. It's just Hatha, that eclectic blend, right? Yeah. Yeah. But there's, you know, there's places nearby. I know, I think there's a Shivananda, right? Isn't there Shivananda in upstate New York? And yeah, there's places. the, yeah. And I'm, Bahamas. I'm guessing the Bahamas. Is, yeah, I'm guessing they're still around. I, I don't Yeah, that's true. I don't, I don't really know. know. I don't know what happened because I have, I feel like I've been very focused on here in this area mm-hmm. uh, because that's what I've been able to manage, yep. you know? So we'll see. Anyway, yeah. um, yeah, so thank you. Let's um let's do some fun questions. Let's see. Okay. One one question I like to ask people is um what's your what's your favorite yoga quote? Um ah, why didn't you tell me? I would have practiced. <laughs> I about this. Um um it has to do with the lotus and um letting all the negative things just glide right off of you like be like the lotus. Ah. Do you know who said it? Or have you just heard it? Um, <laughs> She's like, shut up. No. <laughs> I mean, I just heard it so many times. And it, yeah. and it's in, you know, Swami Sachananda's book. Reverend yeah. Jagannath has mentioned it. Okay. How about where is the most exotic place you have ever practiced yoga? 
Oh, exotic. Yeah. Um, practice yoga. <sighs> um, I mean, I practiced yoga in Jamaica when I went on vacation, but I think I think when I when you say exotic, I guess I'm I'm thinking Yogaville because of mm-hmm. how deep I went yeah. into like the poses and the mm-hmm. you know it just was different. So, have you ever had one of those aha moments on the mat? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to share the details. <laughs> or you can. It's up to you. Um, I, th- I always go back to that moment when my life was falling apart. And it, it just, yoga was my place where I could be the most honest. And I learned from yoga life society just keep coming back Mm -hmm. and I would get to that mat and even if I couldn't meditate and my mind was all over the place I just kept going and I just kept thinking I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna cry and I'm going to Mm. you know shout and I just felt that was my safe place yeah yeah and then I could move through (laughs) it and Mm -hmm. finally look back it's many years ago (laughs) many many years ago but um yeah, that's that moment. So, as a yoga teacher, you finished up your 500 hour training with me a few months ago, I think. Yeah. Now, so you're a 500 hour yoga teacher. You've been teaching for a long time. You've done some recent trainings. Is there any other trainings that you're interested in doing? That's Something interesting. You still want to learn? So interesting because <laughs> I love. Um, I love everything about the energy and movement, and um, I'm, cons- well, not really, but I'm thinking about um, <laughs> yoga dance, journey dance. Oh, yeah. I love it so much, and I know that movement is so important, and it brings yoga and my creativity. Absolutely. There's a lot of, um, imagine this, like, you know, in, in theater, so it brings a lot of stuff together. But because I love it so much, I want to just practice it myself mm-hmm. because you know yourself once you start teaching then you're teaching yeah so I might I just do a couple more years of just you know be there practice love right. it right. and then and then maybe when I retire from teaching I'll take some <laughs> I'll take journey dance teacher training sounds like a good idea I think that would be a good fit for you yeah 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 so what's samadhi to you oh that's interesting as a teacher, I don't think there's anything better than looking around the room and seeing everyone just completely relaxed in mm. Shavasana. And I just have that moment of this is what it's all about. And everyone's face is relaxed and I see all their tension draining off of them. Mm. So I feel like for myself, it's, there's nothing better than that moment. Mm. Um, that and... Uh, and yeah, I think that would be. Yeah. And you feel that when you're practicing too, just like the yes. things are just melting off yes. that you find that place. Mm-hmm. That blissful, that little bliss. Yeah. Yeah, definitely never, never skip the relaxation at the end. Don't skip yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you taught at the gym for a long time. People that teach at yeah. various gyms have always told me that's one of their biggest peeves is that yeah. people jet out at 
right, right at Shavasana. Yeah, and, and I would say, you know, just just so you know, this is the best part. Or, you know, uh, don't, don't leave now. This is what, it's all leading up to this moment. And, uh, you know, one or two would leave. And then I would, you know, as they were leaving, say, please do this when you get home or wherever yeah. you have to go. Go do that relaxation. Yeah. It's so different when you're at a yoga studio. Like yesterday, somebody came in and literally had a sweatshirt on that said, when's Shavasana? <laughs> Oh my God, I have to get that shirt. And I've teased for years. I've told people, I'm seriously just going to do a class called napping. And we're just, because I think you just come in here for Shavasana. So we should just have an extended Shavasana and just nap. It's awesome. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, whenever you say at the beginning of class, lie down and people are like, yes. Oh yeah, you just, you know if you need to win someone over, you got them right there. It's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'll be there. If you're doing a napping class, I'm totally there. <laughs> I know. I keep saying we have to figure out how to do that, but um, I think <laughs> your teddy be bears. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, the Karunity, I love that. Yeah. Can you tell everybody what that's about? I lo- like you know now you know I love yoga and I love being outdoors and I think my happy place would be outside mm-hmm. with trees, staring at trees, seeing the wind through the trees. Um, being in the grass and so I wanted to put all that together I love going to new places in Jersey being outdoors and I started Karuna Outdoor Yoga and then uh, I was trying to come up with a fun name and my husband came up with Karunity mm-hmm. and so it, to me it means unity it my, my little subtitle was um, you know stretching and socializing something like that and mm-hmm. I wanted to be in unity with nature I so all it. of that unity with each other, unity with nature. So Karunity, and we um, we meet at different parks mm-hmm. or different places and practice yoga outside. So if somebody, and that's usually in the Central Jersey area, or do you go? Do you? Um, go I've just out? oh yeah, just this summer I started it. So just New okay. Jersey so far, and uh, you know in the future I'll have some. Yeah. I would love to run retreats someday. Yeah. Was- yeah. It's fun, but it's a lot of work. I know you. I know you tell me about that. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. But yeah. just the idea of it and yeah. being somewhere Absolutely. beautiful and practicing. So, if somebody wanted to check your schedule out or join yes. you somewhere, like uh, the lavender farm, I know it was so nice. We did the lavender farm twice. It's mm. a beautiful place in Morganville. I'm going to try and do another uh, one more, one or two more this summer. Okay, outdoor. So, where um, could they find that? Corona Lynn yoga.weebly.com oh my I know it's horrible I'm I'm working on that Karuna with a K K Karuna yeah A-R-K-A-R-U-N-A Lynn L-Y-N-N-E yoga.weebly.com Weebly yeah Weebly is the the site that I have my website on (laughs) W-E-E-B-L-Y I know and you're also on Facebook yes you you post the stuff there too yeah Karuna Lynn Karuna Lynn Elson on Facebook Karuna Lynn Nelson on Facebook. So if you're interested in joining Karuna at one of the outdoor events, did you get rained out recently a lot? Oh, a couple times, yeah. yeah. Just just twice, and we postponed. And okay. It's fine. That's the, that's the one downside, but... I know. Yeah. I was keep imagining trying to find the perfect place that if it is raining, we can still be under, uh, you know, some enclosure, and then we right. can just practice in the rain. How awesome right. would that be? Yeah. You just have to meander around yeah, a little bit have a sweatshirt <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can just bring like a big tent or something know, that, that be you awesome? can just pop up 
But the crazy weather has been like not just just rain, but like oh well, yeah, super we rain. had like a tornado last week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no yoga dad. Were you supposed to be out that day? We were. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 I was here watching the rising flood water outside the. Oh my goodness! Studio. Wasn't that insane? It was crazy. Yeah. What I mean, we just anyway. We can talk about I that know, another time. I know. So, is there anything else you would like to share? Any points of wisdom about yoga or? Something you're doing that you'd love people to know about? Anything, any last things you'd like to share? Um, well, you're mm. subbing for me a lot next yes, week. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know, just just find the places you love to do yoga. And, and I would suggest in person. I think finding the places in person, when we can, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so different, so important to be with, feel the energy, you hear the chanting that we do together and it's so powerful. The vibrations are there at home. It's beautiful. I can't, you know, thank goodness for the zoom and how we were able to still do it. But if you can get in, yeah, find out those places you can do it in person. Absolutely. I have to agree. There's nothing like the energy when you come together. Yeah. It's, it's called Sangha. You know, we need Mm -hmm. to be with, with people who get us. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Mm. We need to find our tribes. Right. And we need to start uh, getting together and doing some important work. The world needs good energy, positive vibration, and loving, healing yes. energy. Together. Togetherness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unity. Unity. <laughs> Unity. I love it. It's so perfect for you. Oh, well, thank you for... Thank you for uh, being patient, coming back in, oh, I love it. recording the podcast, and I'll try to have Karuna's contact information listed when I do the post. You can reach out to her, or if uh, that doesn't work out, you can always reach out to us here at the Yoga Center. We'll get you in touch with her. So, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Om Shanti. Om Shanti.